All right, everybody. I've got Sam Chazanow, the National Condo Director at Movement Mortgage. Thanks for joining us today, Sam. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, let's dive right in, shall we? Let's go. Fire away. Well, condo is the t- topic at hand here, and we know that condo transactions are very different than buying a standalone single-family home. So I want to start out by saying that uh, purchasing a single-family residence, standalone home, all we have to worry about is the borrower qualifications, credit, income, assets for that borrower. Yes, there's typically an appraisal. Yes, there's a little bit of collateral review, but nothing to the extent that we do with a condominium. When it's a condominium, the project and the building and the HOA all have to be approvable and uh, meet the lender requirements, right? So that's what makes condo lending a different animal. That's correct. Because like you said, when somebody buys a single family home, they're, they're buying the whole property. They're getting the land. They know the style of home that they're getting. They're getting the interior as well as the exterior. But when somebody buys a condo, They're just basically getting the interior wall airspace. They're buying airspace and they get an undivided interest in the common elements. So as a lender, we really need to know what's going on in that project in terms of uh, financial solvency. Are, Are they budgeting enough money on an annual basis to make sure that they can take care of all the operating cost expenditures? Uh, Do they have enough money coming in to take care of the insurance payments, any deductibles that may arise? And are they setting aside money for capital improvements and and maintenance expenditures? There's a lot that we look at to make sure that that project is warrantable to the agencies. So before we get too deep into it, can you please define for us what is a condo? A a condo is, is... comes in all different shapes and sizes, okay? And that's what a lot of people might find confusing. We have single-family detached condos, where if you look at them from the street, they look like regular uh, single-family homes that may be in a planned unit development or outside of one. We also have condominiums uh, that come in as townhouse or row homes, And they look just like townhomes and row homes that could be created as planned unit developments. And then, of course, we have low-rise, mid-rise, and high-rises, which look just like apartment complexes or these these things that we have out on the uh, East Coast called cooperatives. So we, we can't really tell if a property is a condo or not just by looking at it. We really need to determine from the legal docs and from the HOA if, in fact, it's a, created as a legal condominium structure. And that's when my team gets engaged to make sure that the condominium project meets the agency requirements. Um, what, what should an agent do to determine whether a property is a townhome or a condo? How does an agent differentiate between what truly is a condominium? Well, well, a townhome is actually a style, okay? And it could be created legally as a condominium or as a planned unit development, okay? You can't tell which is which just by looking at it. If it turns out uh, that it's a planned unit development, no review is required whatsoever. But if it's created as a condominium, then we need to review uh, the budget, 
We need to review the insurance. We need to review the questionnaire to see if there's any ineligible characteristics. And the best thing a realtor can do if they're not sure if the townhome is a condominium or a PUD is to reach out to the title company and see uh, how the title company is going to insure the property because they'd be able to tell you they're going to insure it as a planned unit development or as a condominium. So the, the county recording documents, the uh, title report, the title company can help us uncover these things. Right. And if they're still having difficulty determining if it's a condo or not, all they have to do is uh, reach out to our team and we can do the research for them. So there are several different types of condo projects. Can you elaborate on each one individually? Uh, detached, the townhome row style homes, low, mid and high rise, uh, and then sometimes sub-association with uh, planned unit development. Can you talk about each of those four? Sure. Uh, let's start with the detached condos because they're the easiest. Um, they look like a single family home. Uh, they're not a attached in any way, shape or form to uh, other units within the project. And from a financing standpoint, if you're looking at Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac conventional financing, there's no review required whatsoever. Those are absolutely the easiest type of units to finance. Now, aside from detached, we have attached projects. We have what we call horizontal project regimes, like your townhomes and your garden styles. And then we have the vertical ones, like your low rises, mid rises, and high rises. If we're looking at, at a, a attached unit, two to four units, right now with Fannie and Freddie, those are exempt from project review. So we don't have to go into any project review for two to four families. Those are the easiest projects to do next to the detached units. And we're working with a lot of builder developers and investors across the country that are bringing the two to four units to market because of the ease of financing for those types of projects. Very easy to do. When you're looking at an attached unit project that has five units or more, that's when we have to start looking at the condo questionnaire to determine if there's any ineligible characteristics. We also need to determine if that project is new or established. Very important, new or established. Because uh, depending upon the type of project, we need to do additional research and we need to do additional uh, legal reviews. Now, let me give you the definition between established and new. If a project is completed in terms of construction, all the common elements are completed, all the units are completed with the exception of the buyer's customized features, we have at least 90% pre-sales for Fannie Mae conveyances, and we have at least 75% conveyances for Freddie Mac, and the control, the actual HOA control has transferred from the builder developer to the unit owners, we have an established project. Construction is completed, conveyances have been met, and control has been transferred. That's an established project. If one of those three elements are missing, it's still by definition a new project. 
And, and here's the part that confuses a lot of people. It has nothing to do with age. We have established projects that are a year old or less, but we still are dealing with new projects that could be five, six, or seven years old simply because one of those characteristics haven't been met. But understanding the differences very important in terms of project review. Can you talk about warrantable? We hear this term all the time with condos, a warrantable condominium versus non-warrantable. Can you elaborate on that? Right. Warrantability is one of our mortgage banking terms. And it basically means that the project, that the loan in the project is sellable. For instance, if you're dealing with a veteran, we need to make sure that that project is sellable to VA. If you're dealing with an FHA buyer, we need to make sure that that project meets FHA guidelines. And if you're dealing with a conventional buyer, we need to make sure that that project meets either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac's guidelines for owner-occupied second home or investors. Now, when we at Movement use the term warrantable, we mean that it's sellable to the agencies. Now, a lot of lenders will do lender-level warrantability. And this is an important thing for uh, our realtors and our builders to understand, that a lot of lenders that are Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac lenders can create their own guidelines that are lender-specific, that are more restrictive. Okay? They can't make their guidelines less restrictive, but they can make them more restrictive as long as these guidelines are applied across the board in a non-discriminatory manner. And that creates a lot of confusion on the street, especially with realtors and builders, when they say that they're a Fannie Mae lender, but they have certain rules that are imposed that other lenders do not impose. Right. Really, really important to differentiate between someone that's that's created overlays and somebody that's just sticking to the script of the, the baseline guidelines that are that are there for us from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Please tell me the what does the process look like for condo approval for the various types of loans? How does the approval process, the documentation differ for a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional loan versus a VA loan versus an FHA loan? Okay, let's start with VA. Okay, uh, and we'll be talking about VA uh, condos in California. Uh, specifically. VA does their own project review. It, it's a very simple process, especially if you have a cooperative HOA that's willing to provide the necessary documents. Um, what my team will do, and I have a special sub-team that will work with the HOA or the builder, will request the docs, will do the initial review, and will do the sponsorship to uh, both VA and FHA. And we'll do that uh, at absolutely no cost to the HOA, to the seller, or to the builder, okay? So we'll do all the heavy lifting for them. And I, I think that's really important because a lot of HOAs that we talk with uh, either are not VA approved or were previously FHA approved and they let their FHA approvals expire because they're under the misconception that it's a very challenging process and it's an expensive process. But the truth is, 
it's absolutely free. Neither agency charges any fees at all to issue a project approval. Now, when we talk about VA, for instance, California, VA has the number one veteran population in the country. And right now, California has over 10,900 VA-approved projects. Once a project is on the VA-approved list, all we have to worry about is having a qualified veteran, an appraisal, and current uh, HOA insurance. Those are the easiest deals you're ever going to do in terms of the condo space. FHA is a, a little bit more complicated because FHA's docs expire after three years. In California, we've got 3,728 approved projects. So about a third of what we currently have with VA. But also in California, we have over 6,200 projects that were previously approved that met all of FHA guidelines, but hit the expiration mark. And nobody has bothered to get that recertified. And from my perspective, that's a huge opportunity for realtors out there understanding which projects were previously approved and will help them along with the HOA get their recertifications for free. Now, Fannie and Freddie is a a whole different ballgame, okay? Uh, Fannie Mae currently has over 1,700 approved projects in the state of California, a fraction of what VA and FHA has, okay? Okay. Freddie Mac has absolutely no published list of any approved projects. Okay. So with that, what movement has done is created a simple process that if you have a potential buyer that's looking to buy a condo, uh, you'll reach out to my team to see if we already have that project on our approved list. Over the last eight years, uh, my team and I have approved over 30,000 condo projects for Fannie and Freddie. So if we have that project already approved, we're going to let you know, and we're going to give you a letter stating that project is approved by Movement Mortgage. We're also going to look at the FHA list because a couple of years ago, FHA opened up their list of direct approved projects, HRAP approved projects, to allow reciprocity with Fannie and Freddie for owner-occupied second home and investment uh, projects. So we're going we're gonna to look at that list too. Now keep in mind, a lot of lenders don't acknowledge the reciprocity, but we do because it's accepted by the agencies. If the project is not approved by Fannie or it's not approved by the agencies, that's when we go to work for you. That's when we're going to ask you for three pieces of information. We're going to ask you for the name of the project, the address, and the HOA contact. Name, address, and contact. And then my team will reach out to the HOA, find out what it's going to take to get the condo data, and then we're going to let you know if that data meets agency guidelines within 24 to 48 hours of receipt of that. Very simple process. So let me reiterate that you just you just made a commitment to a 24 to 48 hour turnaround. On, that's the service level guarantee. Upon receipt of the documents, absolutely. I love that. I love that. I know I, I sell speed in my business, uh, the speed at which our ops team moves underwriting our client files, borrower profile, credit income assets, 
um, 24 hour review and approval is what I, I network. And uh, that's, that's phenomenal at the condo level approval. So much more complex, a lot more documentation, but that's a phenomenal turnaround time. Well, I have a great team that I built and I trained and, and we want to work for the realtors. We want to work for our loan officers and of course uh, with our buyers and sellers. If there is any issue, we want to identify the issues up front sooner than later. And, and that way we provide certainty in the transaction. Uh, what's even better is once we approve a project, that's an established project, that approval is proprietary to movement and valid for 12 months. So if you're working with uh, buyer's agents that are farming that property, as long as the buyers are getting their funding through movement, they'll know that that project is approved and they won't have to go through additional cost or time expenditures to determine the warrantability. It's really great for listing agents that want to farm listings in that project because they can, they can let the sellers know that if they list, list with them, they can market that uh, project as already being eligible for conventional financing through movement and compress that sales time. Love that, love that. The separation is in the preparation. Got it. So what about PERS approval? Is PERS approval still a thing? What's the difference between a lender approved condominium and a PERS approved condominium? Certain lenders, seller servicers, <clears throat> not correspondent lenders, not mortgage brokers, but seller servicers uh, have the ability to approve projects internally. There's only a handful of projects that cannot be done by the individual lender. Number one are new projects in the state of Florida. Those must be done by Fannie Mae directly. Freddie Mac currently requires that as well. And that rule has been in effect for many years. There's a lot of lobbying agents that are trying to change that. But uh, as of today, all new projects uh, in the state of Florida must be approved directly by Fannie Mae. The other type of project that must be approved by uh, Fannie Mae are new conversion projects. Okay, we have two types of conversions. We have what's known as a, a gut conversion where a builder, developer, investor will buy a building, completely gut the building down to the studs uh, and replace the electrical components, the drywall, the HVAC, etc. That's a full gut conversion. Those we can approve. If they're doing a non-gut conversion, just buying an apartment complex or a motel and just doing some cosmetic work, not really doing any structural changes, those are the ones that have to be approved by Fannie Mae. We can do the full gut, but the non-gut must be approved by the agencies. Those are two is examples there, that need to be done by Fannie Direct. Is there an element to the non-gut conversion project that plays into the hands of an, a company like Movement Mortgage? Are we able to expedite the review and approval of a non-gut conversion in a different way than another lender, a competitor? Absolutely. Uh, at Movement, we deal with both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. <clears throat> Fannie Mae is the one that has the PERS requirement for uh, non-gut conversions. Freddie Mac will allow us 
to approve non-gut conversions without the cost or the time. But what we need to do is review the engineering reports. And we have the staff to do that. Got it. Fascinating. There've been a lot of changes recently. I mean, there's constant change. If, if there's one thing that's constant in real estate and mortgage, it's change, right? Right. So tell me about some of the most recent changes in regards to condominium guidelines, specifically as it might relate to the, the agencies, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac be the most prominent. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, last year, we had the tragedy down in Florida with the Champlain Towers and Surfside where the the project collapsed, a lot of people lost their lives. So in response to that, both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have come out with new guidance regarding significant deferred maintenance, uh, unsafe conditions, and critical repairs. They now also want us to review any special assessments that are uh, currently in place or being proposed by the HOA. So they've come out with a new list of questions that we need to uh, review in terms of the property conditions, as well as questions that we need to ask regarding any special assessments. We want to make sure that the collateral doesn't have any health, safety, habitability, or safety issues, and that the HOA is financially solvent, and that if they need a special assessment, we need to know why if it wasn't properly budgeted or if something occurred out of the ordinary or if they they uh, have unexpected costs. So we need to do some more research on that. We need to make sure we understand how that impacts borrowers as well. So one thing realtors uh, need to know as well as uh, builder developers, and I'd say more importantly for realtors because most new projects won't have these issues, It's the older aging projects that are 20, 30, or more years older. We need to make sure that the HOA has not been put on notice by any local jurisdiction or any inspection agencies of any health, safety, habitability concerns. If they have, then we need to know uh, what type of work is required, how long the work is going to take, and how that work is going to be funded. Any work that needs to be done, we need to do additional reviews on. So uh, those things are adding additional time to the review. So keep in mind, if the HOA has special assessments or has been put on notice, that is now something that can jeopardize a deal. I know I've had some success recently with your condo department. Uh, we've identified a few individual projects that have maintenance going on, ongoing maintenance work that's being done on the condominium. But after peeling back the curtains and really doing our due diligence, digging into the paperwork, getting into the details, we've determined that it still meets eligibility for Fannie Freddie conventional financing. And we've been able to move forward with helping our buyer secure a loan on an individual unit, despite the fact that there is the catchphrase deferred maintenance in some of the paperwork in the meeting minutes. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how we can identify a path forward uh, and get to the finish line versus when it's a hard stop and it's a no-go? Absolutely. Um, if 
The HOA has not been put on notice for health, safety, habitability, or safety issues, but uh, they do have a special assessment, and we determine that specialist. Go ahead, Sam. When you when you say put on notice, what does that mean in layman's terms? Put on notice by whom? By the local jurisdiction, or by an inspection agency. And usually, if they're being put on notice. It's because they're violating uh, building codes or county codes. That that could be a hard stop. In most cases, that will be a hard stop. Uh, if they have not been put on notice, but they're doing uh, regular routine maintenance, such as uh, the near term of the roofs are 20, 25 years, and it's time to consider replacement. And they're trying to work on their budget, and they realize that cost of materials have increased, labor has increased, and what they were budgeting for maybe five to seven years ago is inadequate. Now they have to increase that, so they issue a special assessment. That's fine. We can work with that all day. Uh, proactive work, routine maintenance, not an issue. Past due items. Maintenance that should have been done uh, years ago that haven't been done, issues that they've actually been cited for by the local jurisdiction or inspectors have to be addressed. That that's our biggest concern right now, and understanding the uh, status of the collateral and the financial solvency of the HOA. So love that. The other thing that we can do too is. And we just had this situation arise the other day. We had a project with 20 buildings, okay? There was like 10 units in each building. One building needed new balconies. Now, so it was isolated to a small portion. So because it was a small isolated incident, it didn't impact the entire community, even though the, the cost will impact the total association. They were well-funded in their reserve account and the impact was minimal to the overall uh, health, safety, habitability of the entire project. So we were able to you know, work around that. So we take a look at every project. What I'd like to say too, I, I've got uh, over 20 people on my condo team right now, but only three people can deny a project. 20 people that can approve projects, but only three people that can deny it and we meet on a daily basis to review the characteristics. Many cases, if we uh, can't approve a project, we'll reach out to the loan officer who loop in the realtor or the HOA and let them know what's required to cure the situation. I, I just love everything that you said there because the fact that we've got a condominium department, a very robust one, large headcount, very few with the ability to deny. This is all about working proactively to approve projects, help buyers close on units, help our realtor partners, help our builder and developer partners. This really speaks to the strength of Movement Mortgage and why we've gone to great lengths to build out the department and provide a different level of expertise than the rest of the mortgage industry brings to the table. I know from personal experience in, in previous uh, working with previous employers, as soon as you know deferred maintenance shows up in some meeting minutes, or as soon as 
patios uh, that are in jeopardy on a portion of the building have been uh, have come to light. It's an immediate no go. Like can't do it, can't move forward. And you know, you just told a great story uh, of one building out of twenty that had issues with these patios that needed to be, you know, rehabbed and, and replaced, rebuilt. Uh, but nineteen other buildings that are are not having those same problems. And we roll up our sleeves and look at it through a different lens and we're able to find a path forward to continue with the transaction and everybody wins, buyer, seller, listing agent, buyer's agent. We close a loan, everybody's happy. So that's that's really, really cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, tell me about transient housing. What's meant by transient housing? Okay. The- Two years ago, both Fannie and Freddie uh, redefined short-term rentals, transient housing, and projects that are, are transient in nature. Basically, Fannie Mae said, if you have a project that allows rentals of less than 30 days and the, the project is composed predominantly of unit owners that are involved in short-term rentals of less than 30 days, and the project may have amenities that are uh, conducive to short-term rentals, and you can go online and see that these units are being marketed and the, uh, for short-term rentals, and the project actually has a rating in like um, bookings.com or hotels.com or Travelocity. That's a deal killer now for Fannie Mae. Freddie Mac is giving us a little bit more latitude. Uh, but the bottom line is this. Uh, Fannie and Freddie allow daily rentals. By the way, as does VA. VA allows daily rentals. There's no restrictions about that. And they haven't changed those rules. The only agency that prohibits daily rentals, FHA, which has a rental minimum of 30 days. But we're going to look at the overall nature of the business is there a front desk? Can you check in on site, pick up keys and parking passes? Uh, does the company that manages the HOA for day-to-day operations also engage in facilitating short-term rentals? Are they marketing? Is the HOA marketing short-term rentals on site? Those are the things that we look at to determine if this meets agency guidelines or not. Again, Freddie Mac gives us a little bit more latitude, but uh, it's still a major concern and something we take very seriously. We have a lot of projects uh, in the sand states as well as uh, in the ski states and snow states that fall into this category. And we're able to provide financing for those that meet agency guidelines. And for those that don't, we have other product in-house specifically for condotels, projects that have uh, mandatory membership or leased recreational fees. So we handle all that for you as well. Are there new requirements for paperwork that have been introduced in recent years for the, you you mentioned sand states, snow states, um, vacation type areas, I would say are are the most prominent. Um, Are there new documentation requirements There are, uh, and I have a team that will do what we call 
uh, a resort review on the project where we'll look at the rules and the regulations and the budgets. Uh, we'll look at the occupancies. We'll see if there's mandatory rental pulling or mandatory blackout dates. If there's any mandatory sharing of uh, rental fees, uh, if there's any segmented ownership, quarter shares, weekly shares, those are things that uh, we all look at to determine if the project meets agency guidelines or if there's an issue. Are there streamlined reviews that still are an option for condo projects, condo transactions? As of today's date, we still have streamlined reviews. But the streamlined reviews only give us relief on reserve contributions, dues delinquencies, investor concentration, and fidelity insurance. What about jumbo loans? How do the jumbo loans uh, differ in qualifying, if if at all? Well, we have a, a mixed bag of jumbos. Uh, we we now have close to. 13 correspondent lenders that we work with for the jumbo space. And the majority of them take our in-house approvals for our condo warrantability. Uh, some will follow Fannie Mae guidelines. Some will follow Freddie Mac or both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, depending upon how the, the file is set up. And some have their own internal underwriting guidelines. So we have a full suite of jumbo products to handle almost any type of condominium. And I think uh, to use a mortgage jargon term, delegated, uh, delegated condo approval is what I'm hearing from you, where many of these jumbo investors have said, we will follow your lead if you have proof that the condominium satisfies Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines. We will move forward with you closing the transaction. We will purchase that jumbo loan from you. Is that right? That's correct. And and that's important because delegation means our credit team can underwrite the borrower uh, in-house and our condo department can rep and warrant the condominium warrantability as well. We don't have to send the file to the individual investor for that uh, determination. So it saves time. And in many cases, if we already have the condo data, uh, it saves money as well. Yeah. Everybody, you know, they, they don't like uncertainty, right? Everybody wants certainty. And what I'm hearing from you is our ability to do things in-house, our robust condominium department, our delegated approval with many of our investors so that these decisions can be made in-house by movement mortgage employees. This is a competitive advantage to many of the other competitors that we have in the mortgage marketplace where they're going to be dependent on gathering paperwork. They may not have the same level of expertise or guidelines knowledge. They need to package that paperwork up that they've gathered and hand it to someone outside of their company. And then the clock starts ticking and they have to wait for review and approval or denial of that project outside of their company. Uh, All of this creates delays, uncertainty, uh, causes unneeded tension and stress due to like, oh, what's going on? I'm getting radio silence. Is, are we on the verge of being denied? Is our deal going to fall apart? Is that right? Uh, that, that is so right. Um, we at Movement, we want to be the number one condo lender 
in all the markets we do business. And, and to achieve that goal, Movement has invested in my team in the infrastructure, as well as uh, allowing us to invest in the condo data for deals that our interested buyers are interested in purchasing. That way we can get a leg up on determining if there's any issues even before the deal goes under contract. We want to make sure that that project is eligible for the same type of financing that the borrower is eligible for. That way, if the project is approved, we give you a letter. And when that borrower submits an offer through his buying agent, they're submitting not only a credit approval letter, but a letter stating that we have that project approved. And if that buyer is going into a competitive bid scenario, that letter will hopefully give that buyer an edge against other financing contingencies where the other lender uh, doesn't have that project approved. In many cases, our buyers are beating out cash buyers because a lot of cash buyers are very picky and they think just because they're paying cash, they can get a lower price. But what we find out is our buyers who are approved and we have the project approved will go all in because they intend to occupy it. Right, right. I call this the, this is the hubris that sometimes comes with the all cash buyer. Mm -hmm. The uh, nice thing about that too, just let me add, is that by, by having this process in place, it takes the uncertainty out of the transaction. Transactions go smooth. At the end of the day, you have happy buyers, you have happy sellers, and you have happy realtors, which basically leads to more business for all parties involved. What is the, what is the service level guarantee from our condo department? in regards to the turnaround and review of a project once you've received all the necessary documents? 24 to 48 hours. In 24 to 48 hours, we will have an answer to our partners, whether that's a builder developer, whether that's a real estate agent, within 24 to 48 hours of receipt of all the paperwork needed for that project, we will have a green light or red light for feedback. Absolutely. Incredible. I love that. Well, over the years, Fannie and Freddie have worked hard to make condominium financing easier. They understand that condominiums are an entry point for a lot of first-time buyers. Okay, It's one of the uh, most affordable options, and they want to make it easy. So if we're dealing with an established project, project that's completed, that had already met uh, the conveyance requirements and control has been transferred, all we really need is the condo questionnaire, the budget, and the insurance, and then we can render a decision. That's why it's so easy. For new projects, that, we really need to review the legal documents, make sure that there's no ineligible characteristics and all the required verbiage is in place, and just document uh, that the pre-sales have been met. I have a question about overlays. So two-part question. One, what is an overlay in layman's terms? And then two, do we at Movement Mortgage have any overlays in regards to condominium lending? Okay. An overlay is when a lender adds their own rules to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac guidelines that make the guidelines more restrictive. So it's a lender-imposed rule. Examples. 
limiting investor concentration down to 30% or 40% when the agencies allow 50%. Um, limiting uh, single entities to 10% when the agencies will allow 20% through Fannie or 25% through Freddie. Uh, those are just two examples of uh, typical overlays. Another big example of an overlay is litigation. We, there's a lot of lenders out there that will absolutely not lend in any projects with any type of litigation. And in our society, we see many, many condominium projects involved in litigation. Most common litigation is, is when the HOA is suing a, a unit owner for failing to pay their dues or they have to have a foreclosure uh, process. Lenders will deny a project once they see that uh, check uh, mark box on the condo questionnaire that there's pending litigation. At Movement, we have zero project review overlays. We follow Fannie and Freddie guidelines to the T. And we'll even go a step further. Let's say we have a one-off or we, we're missing one of the characteristics, but we still feel the project is viable. We can reach out to Fannie and Freddie and request a waiver. They both have waiver systems that will allow us to go beyond guidelines if we feel that there's merit there. And we typically hear back on uh, waiver requests in about 48 to 72 hours. 48 to 72 hours for uh, a special waiver review. Right, give you an example. Let's say you have a single entity for Fannie Mae that owns 23% of the units. Fannie Mae is capped at 20, Freddie Mac will go up to 25, but for credit purposes, you have to go for Fannie. We'll go to Fannie Mae and request a waiver on that and get that approved all the time. Dues delinquencies, you're capped at 15% of the units uh, not being uh, 60 day or more delinquent. What if we have a project that has 17 or 18%? You know, we're gonna go to Fannie Mae and request a waiver. Does the ability for uh, approval stem from the qualifications of the borrower in any way on those waiver requests? Does the strength of the borrower, the percentage down payment, for instance, how much skin in the game they have, is that taken into account or is it just strictly project review happening in a bubble? Well, it, it is a loan level waiver, so it's not a blanket waiver to the whole project. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are going to look at the individual uh, borrower's characteristics along with the project characteristics and see how many waivers they have granted in the past. Yeah. So even though there's a borrower approval and there's a project approval, in this case with the waiver process, they're holistically looking at both borrower and project to say, yeah, we're a couple of percentage points high on HOA dues delinquency. However, this particular buyer intends to occupy the property as a primary residence. They're putting 25% of the sales price down for down payment. We like the risk factors involved here. Therefore, we're going to grant approval on the waiver. Correct. Got it. Got it. And I may say, too, that a lot of lenders won't do that. A lot of lenders just look at the black and white rules or blend the rules. They'll blend Fannie and Freddie and, and use the more restrictive of the two. We're able to isolate uh, both agencies and determine which path that loan should go. 
well, we know from all of our years in the business that everybody's always looking for the low hanging fruit, right? It's the path of least resistance. Everybody wants a slam dunk, you know, 800 credit score, large percentage down payment, squeaky clean condo project. And if it takes a little bit of elbow grease and you need to roll up your sleeves and get dirty and do some digging to fight for a deal and make sure that it's gonna work for all parties, very few people are willing to put in the work and very few people have the experience and the guidelines knowledge to do so. So that's the strength of working with us. That's the strength of working with the Movement Mortgage, with Sam Chazanow, his condo department. Uh, it's a competitive advantage, and that's why we want to spread the word and get it out to our partners in the industry. Real estate agents can benefit from this. Builders and developers can benefit from this. The separation is in the preparation, and we would love an opportunity to earn your business and prove our worth to you. Um, Sam, talk to me about how long a condo approval is good for. So tell me about Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional approval. Tell me about FHA approval. Tell me about VA approval. How long do the condo project approvals last for each of these different loan programs? Okay, we'll start with VA because VA, there's no expiration date. Once the project's approved and it's on the list, there's no expiration. VA does reserve the right to remove projects from their list at any given time. Uh, but for the most part, uh, there's no expiration. And that's why you have just under 11,000 approved projects in the state of California. FHA, on the other hand, uh, raised their expiration period from two years to three years. So if a project's on the FHA list, it's now on that list for three years. However, even though it's on the list, we as the lender still need to certify that the project still meets the agency guidelines. So we have to do a mini review on all FHA loans, even though it's on the list. Fannie and Freddie, uh, if you're dealing with an established project, that approval is valid for 12 months. And that approval is exclusive to movement. No other lender can take our Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac approval. Uh, if it's a new project, that approval is valid for six months. Again, that's, that's exclusive to movement. Let's go a step further with the FHA approvals. You said it lasts for three years. And mm -hmm. let's just assume that the project that we're looking at, it's expired. Year old, two years old in doing the mini review to bring it back up to speed and get the project approval back and active, is it a streamlined process? Is it easier to get the project reviewed and approved or is it like starting over from scratch? It's starting over from scratch. However, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, FHA came back with the single unit approval process which allows us as the lender to do the actual approval. We don't have to send it to uh, FHA if it meets certain key characteristics. So if it meets key characteristics, we get the same data as if we're gonna submit it to FHA, but our team is allowed to make the uh, review and determination. We still need to get the FHA case number but that saves you several weeks, in most cases, three to four weeks in the process. So with this single unit approval with, for FHA 
and our ability to do this in-house, we can expedite the process and potentially get a buyer closed in a project in several months time faster than anyone else? Weeks. Yeah, several weeks. We could typically do a, a single unit approval in three to four weeks, as opposed to having to wait four to six weeks for FHA to review a project once they receive all the documents. Now, what we do at Movement is if you have a buyer that's interested in a, in a unit in a project, we'll do both types of approvals for you. For the loan at hand, we'll review for eligibility for the single unit approval so we can take care of that for an expeditious closing. But we'll also resubmit the docs to HUD so they can reapprove the project for an additional three years. So that's something that we do as a service for a realtor community. That's an incredible value to a real estate agent. So I want to dig a little deeper with this topic. You just talked about us gathering all the necessary paperwork to do a single unit FHA approval to close an individual transaction. That buyer's happy, the buyer's agent's happy, the listing agent and seller of the unit are happy. You're talking about going and simultaneously submitting paperwork to FHA for condo approval holistically for the whole project and getting a new three-year approval good on that project. That's a value add to the homeowners association. If there's a condominium uh, management company that's involved, that's helping out with the paperwork and budget and things, that's a value add to them. It's most definitely a value add to all the other unit owners in that building, because if anybody decides to put their unit up for sale in the coming years, the project approval has already been taken care of because of it all started, the dominoes started with one transaction and movement mortgage on that one transaction potentially years ago, and everybody benefits from that. You're entirely correct with that. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, in California, you have over 6,200 projects that were previously FHA approved, but their approvals expired. So that's a huge opportunity. Um, a lot of realtors will look at the FHA list to see if the project's currently approved or not, and, and not even bother with the projects that are expired. And, and as I said earlier as well, FHA will do project reviews at absolutely no cost. A lot of HOAs and management companies are under the impression that it's a very difficult, very lengthy process and very expensive process because this solicited by consultants that are charging thousands of dollars for something that can be done for free, that movement will help them with. Incredible. Tell, tell me about the condo pre-submit process. How is this valuable to our real estate agent partners? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Um, the pre-submit process lets us find out early on, even before the buyer goes under contract, if that project meets agency guidelines and it provides the same type of warrantability that the buyer is looking to obtain for financing. For instance, if we have a buyer that can only put three or 5% down 
we want to make sure that that project is eligible for high loan to value lending. We may find out that because of dues delinquencies or because of budgetary reserve issues or fidelity, that they may require 10% down for a streamlined review. You're going to know that upfront. So that way, we're going to take the uncertainty out of that transaction. Plus, once we approve that project, it's going to be valid for 12 months if it's established. So buyer's agents can help future buyers in that project. Listing agents can go farm more listings in that project. Bingo. And that's what I wanted to touch on next is this actually sounds like a major value add to someone that's predominantly a listing agent. If the listing agent buys into the mentality of separations in the preparation and they're to reach out to their movement mortgage loan officer partner and go through this condo pre-submit process, pull back the curtains on the HOA, the condo project and get things reviewed in advance they know full well going into the marketing for the sale of that unit, what specific loan programs are going to be available to a potential buyer. And that is going to have an impact on how they choose to market the property and who the target audience is, right? Absolutely. And let's face it, uh, a lot of listing agents are uh, competing against other listing agents for that very valuable listing. And if you're a unit owner in a condo that's trying to determine which agency they should use, you want to use the the listing agent that already has financing in place for that project. That helps them market it as already being eligible for financing and being able to field offers from potential buyers that are looking for financing. Right. And we know that the, the success story is very powerful and uh, you know empowers the owners in that building to act. Um, what am I trying to say here? The the condo pre-submit process for a listing agent and gaining prior approval of the project for particular loan programs is very enticing to other motivated sellers that are thinking about listing in the coming months or coming years. And if there's a success story to be told from an already sold unit, that listing agent might even be invited to an upcoming like meeting uh, for meeting minutes and things. And they can be a guest speaker in front of those board members, the decision makers to say, this was an obstacle that had to be overcome recently. We've already worked through it. We got traditional financing for the buyer of the unit. Now that we have approval for this project, it's gonna be good for years to come. And I already have the partner in the lending space And, you know, I would love an opportunity to represent any of you that are considering selling your unit, right? This is a way for them to market. Right. And to compress the listing uh, to sales time by being able to market that unit as already being eligible for conventional financing. Right. Expedites the sale of future units. Don't run into other lenders tripping over themselves, not having the same guidelines, knowledge, getting the paperwork for the very first time and just seeing the word deferred maintenance or seeing uh, 
litigation and just saying, oh, nope, can't do it. And, you know, it goes back onto the market to be listed a second time. And now future buyers think there's a, you know, a, a problem with foundation or a problem with infrastructure and, you know, the electrical system, all the, all the craziness that, that buyers stir up in their heads for, I wonder why this came back on the market. You don't deal with any of that stuff because it's already been previously approved and you've got a streamlined process to funnel that mortgage financing to your mortgage, your movement mortgage loan officer. That's correct. How can we lenders, real estate agents, how can we be proactive in leveraging the movement mortgage condo department? Well, uh, if you're working with buyers, agents and listing agents that have active listings and you have buyers, agents that have potential buyers that are, are shopping for condos, get us the name of the project, the address contact and let's see if we already have that data in our database if not let's get that data that way we can start the reviews early on it helps everybody not only for the deal at hand but if we're able to help you facilitate a quick smooth closing you're going to have happy buyers and happy sellers and you're going to get more referrals and we're all in this business about the deal at hand, but generating referrals for future business. If after gathering all of the necessary items, the documentation for review and approval of a project, we are to determine that it is not warrantable for traditional mortgage financing. It is truly going to be deemed a non-warrantable condo project. Do we still have options for financing or do we have to send buyers packing to search for a portfolio lender? Well, I'll tell you this. With these new guidelines that came into effect regarding uh, special assessments, uh, deferred maintenance and unsafe conditions, <clears throat> there are some projects out there that are not financeable until certain work is being done or completed. In those cases, it's better to know sooner than later. You don't want to spend a lot of money marketing units that are in the midst of repairs that are going to take you know, upwards of eight to 10 months. You need to let them know that financing is not going to be eligible at this point. You don't want to get buyers uh, under contract where they're spending hundreds of dollars for appraisals and credit reports and building inspections if we know there's active construction defect litigation and the work has not been completed. So if there's a problem and there's problems out there, we want to identify those early on before a lot of money is spent and a lot of time is spent. So you can focus on the projects that are financeable. Sam, tell me what makes Movement Mortgage's condo department so unique? Why should our builder developer partners all across the United States, why should our real estate agents consider partnering with us in business instead of our competitors? Well, number one, we understand how important condominium projects are to key areas. Urban areas, you're running out of land. 
you've got to go vertical. You need to utilize the airspace. We understand that. Movement is committed to that space. They're committed to investing not only into my infrastructure, but also into the data that's required to determine whether these projects are warrantable. Uh, I have been in this industry for over 30 years. Uh, members of Mortgage Bankers uh, Association, I have the highest professional designation in real estate finance through Mortgage Bankers Association. I'm on Fannie Mae's Project Standard Advisory uh, Panel. We're committed to this space in terms of gathering the data and participating with the agencies that's going to drive the future of this. And we understand from an affordable housing perspective how important it is to be able to provide financing through the agencies as well as through the government, through HUD, through VA and USDA. And I have special sub-teams. I have a government team that works with VA and FHA and handles USDA. I've got a special team that just works on new construction for new builds as well as conversions. We have the expertise and we have the resources and the backing of movement to help the realtor community and build a community in this space. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. I greatly appreciate your time. You brought a lot of value to a lot of people today, and I'm gonna make sure that we evangelize this story that you have to tell, that I have to tell, that Movement Mortgage has to tell. We have a tremendous amount to offer. All of our partners in the industry we would love an opportunity to have discussion with you about what it looks like to partner with you moving forward. If you have questions, do not hesitate to reach out. You can send me a direct message. You can send me a text message, an email, call me. And my team is your team. Sam and his army of people in the condo department are available to you. I'm just the quick message away and we're better together. It takes a village in this business, constant change. And we're on top of it. We've got our finger on the pulse and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Sam, thanks so much. and. I'll see you soon.